0: Welcome to the Church of the Redeemers weekly podcast. We pray that you will enjoy this week's service, And we hope that you will follow us at www.cotrb.org. And may God continue to bless you. Come on, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise, give him praise. The Lord has been trying to orchestrate opportunity for you to give him your praise all morning long. Some of us are sitting on God. Some of us are sitting on what we owe God. Some of us are just not. We're in church, but we're not in worship. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to allow your grateful heart to communicate to the God that has been everything opportunity after opportunity, prayer after prayer, song after song has been lifted, and now it's time for you to stop lifting prayer, but for you to start lifting your worship. Here's my worship. Take joy in it. Make your dwelling place. Wanna put a smile on your face. I present mine all to you. Oh, I present mine life you. Hear my worship, take joy in it. Make me your dwelling place. Wanna put a smile on your face. Oh, I now, my praise to His my worship. My, come on, give us your worship, give us your worship. Here's my worship. Come hey, on make me dwell in a dwelling place.
1: Wanna put a smile on your face? I Oh Lord, oh Lord I present my life. To you. Hallelujah I'm the glory.
0: He wants your worship. He wants your worship. I got a word, but he wants your worship.
1: Hallelujah. Amen, hallelujah, Thy love, Lord, revive us, love us. Lord, we love you, Thy love, Lord. Lord, we love I'm i
0: It feels different, it feels different. That's it, that's the sound of worship. That's the sound. That's the sound. That's in your kid. That's the sound. That's the sound. That's the sound. That's That's the sound. In your kitchen, in your bedroom, that's the sound that God's waiting for. That's the sound. That's the sound of a grateful heart. That's the sound that God's been asking for all morning. That right there. That right there. The Sound. That's the sound. Sometimes it just sounds like tears falling down your face, but that's the the sound. That's the sound. Sometimes it sounds like a glory to God. That's the sound. Amen. That's the sound. Church and not be in church. Not be here. Be here. Don't make no sense to just be checking boxes these days. Don't make no sense. Don't make no sense. I my <laughs> I like that one. All to you. Oh, I present my. Hallelujah. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Jesus. Giving honor to God who is absolutely, positively, 100% the head of my life. Hallelujah. I'm grateful to God and I'm grateful to God's people and thank you so very much for all of you who have been praying with me and for me as I didn't know, but I got a little sick, you know. You know, and I'm grateful for your prayers. I'm grateful for Minister Richardson, who stood in for me last week and preached a mighty word from God. Mighty, 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 mighty. I'm upset that I had to to miss Autism Awareness Sunday, but I was able to celebrate on Bible study, and I'm grateful to Trustee Moe who put that together and the committee who put that together and how we have created opportunity for our church to be a church of inclusion. Say amen, somebody. Everybody is welcome at Church of the Redeemer Baptist. That was real quiet. I'm going to say it again. Everybody is welcome at Church of the Redeemer Baptist. Amen. Amen. We're starting a new series this week. Oh, last thing, prayer on Friday. Fifth Friday prayer. Fifth Friday prayer. For some of you, you were in the room, and we had a wonderful time. <laughs> wonderful time in prayer here. For some of you, you were online, and we had a couple, little bit of a technical difficulty towards like the 40-minute mark. But I'm grateful that you stayed with us and you kept praying, even online when you couldn't hear what we were praying. You stayed in prayer with us. That's that's connectivity. That is connectivity in God's spirit. That is us warring together. The spirit will make intercession for the saints. And when you can't hear what's happening in the room, you can hear from God. Amen. Come on, church. Let's go. You can hear from God. You might not be able to get to the room, and some of you are not in the room this morning, but you can still hear from the king. All of us connected, going after God together. All of us connected, going after God together. Now listen here, it's your opportunity to put Fifth Friday on your on your calendar every, every time it happens. There's only four of them in the year. And we're only going to be praying on three of them because typically the fourth one happens in December right around Christmas time, you know, and that's around uh, that's around um, watch night service. So we don't typically pray on that one, um, but we're going to be praying on fourth Fridays. Uh, sorry, fifth Fridays, fifth Fridays, forgive me, fifth Fridays right here in a sanctuary and also we will be online together. So just mark your calendar. Be prepared, and we'll do better with making more uh, better announcements. I'll do better with making the reminder for the benefit of us all having it on our calendar. But you just know we're going to be praying, saints. We're going to be praying because we are a church that we pray, we give. All right, I'm trying to hear Hold on. Let me start over. Let me start over. Let me try it again. We pray, we give, we fast. And we praise. Now we have done spend six whole months going through. We <laughs> we pray, we give, we fast, and we praise, and that will never change. Amen. Amen. All right, we're we're starting a new series this week. This new series after we've come out of a season of um, resurrection. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, we're going to be reading in Luke chapter twenty-four verses 1 through 12 ESV, Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12 ESV. The C, the see um, the topic, I'm sorry, the series title is called The Road to Pentecost, and over the next five weeks or so, we're going to be dealing with a topic called grief. All right? All right. Y'all ready? Y'all ready on it? Over the next five weeks. From the perspective of the disciples, the ones who follow Jesus closely, we're going to see what it looks like to grieve healthily. Amen? On the road to Pentecost, we're dealing with grief. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Can we stand up for the reading of the word? I don't know. I mean, I'm going to take liberties. I'll let you man. I'm going to take some (laughs) liberties. we stand for the reading of the word. I'm reading in ESV, the English Standard Version. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. Wherever you are, if you can, please do stand. I'm grateful. Luke chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. It reads as follows. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb. Taking the spices they had prepared. I feel the anointing right here, right now. And they found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in da- dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? I'm going to ask it again. Why do you seek the living? among the dead he is not here but has risen remember how he told you I'm going to say that again remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the son of man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise that's the end of the quote and they remembered his words and returning from the tomb they told all of these things to the eleven and to all the rest Now it was Mary Magdalene and Joanna and Mary the mother of James and the other women with them who told these things to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. That's amazing to me. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves and he went home marveling at what had happened verses 11 and 12 again but these words seemed to them an idle tale and they did not believe them but peter rose and ran to the tomb stooping and looking in he saw the linen cloths by themselves and went home marveling at what had happened there's a topic for this morning the topic is i've got questions Look at your neighbor for me. You can be seated. Look at your neighbor for me and say, I got questions. I've got questions. Type it in the screen if you can. Type it in the screen. I've got questions. I've got questions. I've got questions. I've got questions. With regard to the Christian calendar, we have entered into the season of ascension. Okay? We've entered into the season of ascension. This is the period that marks the days between Resurrection Sunday and Pentecost Sunday. The season of ascension includes the 40 day period that Jesus, according to Acts chapter 1, verse 3, don't ever take my word for it, read it for yourself. Acts chapter 1, verse 3. According to P, uh, Acts chapter 1, verse 3, there was a 40 day period that Jesus presented himself alive to his followers through, and I quote, many infallible proofs. He presented himself alive for the period of 40 days to his disciples by many infallible proofs. Some translations say proofs that would not be able to be denied. He proved that he was alive for 40 days to his disciples by many infallible proofs. For 40 days after the worst day in their lives. The day we call Good Friday. For 40 days after the most confusing day that had happened to them. For 40 days after Resurrection Sunday. For 40 days after the biggest crisis of their faith. Jesus is out. Walking among his believers because he had work to do. He has to convince the people who once believed in him that there's still good reason for them to have faith. They watched him die, they heard that he rose, but a lot of them didn't believe it. And he had to come back for 40 days and walk among the disciples to try to convince them that their faith was still valid. Forty days, 40 days, 40 days. He has to convince a group of people who have now lost faith and hope in him because of their experiences of people who are confused as to whether they should believe what they saw or believe what they're seeing right now a people that are looking at Jesus and wondering how in the world is the one that I saw beaten and crucified on the cross on Friday standing before me today. He's got to convince the people. Jesus has to prove to them that the promise he shared with them from the beginning of time is actually true. (laughs) I don't want to get stuck here, but isn't it just like us to begin our walk with God with faith and fervor? (laughs) Isn't it just like us to begin our walk with God with all of the energy that we could muster only to lay it down at the first sign of confusion? Isn't it just like us to walk to the cross and lay our burdens down and as soon as God doesn't do for us what we want God to do for us, we go back to that same cross and we pick up every burden, we go back, we go back, we go back, we go back because we're confused. We didn't get what we wanted from God, so obviously God is not the God that God said God was. To me, we go back, we go back. I'm not saying, Saints, that death or loss of a leader and a loved one is not a traumatic experience. It is. It absolutely is. But the death and the loss of that leader and loved one, is it actually synonymous with or the same as the departure of God? Did God leave you? Or did God just take the one that He loved? From this place. to I'm not saying that the perceived loss of a dream that you bought into with all of your heart, with all of your mind, with all of your soul, and even with all of your finances is not de- devastating. But I am saying that the, the delay of that dream does not have to mean the denial of the same. Just because you have to wait. Doesn't mean that God said no. Just because you have to wait doesn't mean that God changed God's mind. I'm not saying that the disciples were not justified in their depression, and I don't use that word lightly. Don't use that word lightly. We're talking about grief. Just because the disciples were not just, I'm not saying they were not justified in their depression as they second guessed everything about their lives now that their leader and loved one was gone. But I am saying that maybe they missed the real point of their leader's leadership mission. Maybe they were looking for what they wanted. Instead of what they needed, maybe they were looking for their loved one to give them what they wanted instead of allowing their loved one to be exactly who they needed. God needed their loved one to be so that they could get closer to God. And when that loved one became a barrier to their relationship, hold on, David, slow down when their loved one became a barrier to their relationship between their soul and their Savior, maybe, just maybe, Jesus decided to remove the blockage so that you could run to him. Maybe, 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 maybe just ascension. Help me, Jesus, help me. Maybe ascension deals with the period of time where the disciples are trying to figure out what actually happened with and to their Jesus. They were grieving, and they were looking for closure. And they sought out closure in three very specific ways. There are three groups that we'll talk about. The women who were the first ones to the tomb, the ones who loved and were closest to him, went looking for closure by, write it down, staying busy. Write it down, write it down, please. Can you write that? The women went and looked for closure by staying busy. You ever find yourself so distraught that you can't sit your tail down? You ever find that you are so upset that you just find yourself busy? And You, you, you ever see me up here folding a towel? Because I, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm all, uh, yeah, yeah, you find yourself so distraught. That you just don't know what you start to fidget in, you know. The women, the ones that loved and were closest to him, were looking for closure by staying busy. They had to rest on the Sabbath, so they did what was required of them. But as soon as they could, and you can look at Luke chapter 24, verse 1, it reads as follows, but on the first day of the week, As soon as possible, at early dawn, they went to the tomb taking the spices that they had prepared. And they just dealt, they had just dealt with something that changed their lives forever. And they needed a restored sense of normalcy. Somebody say normalcy, please. They needed a restored sense of normalcy. Normal that they knew would never be the normal that they would ever experience again after Good Friday. That Friday was not good to them. That Friday was not good to them. It was devastating for them. But they needed a sense of normalcy. We read from a past or future perspective, reading back into the story. But imagine living life after Jesus had just been taken. Um, you, You don't have the rest of the story. You don't have it. And you're living trying to figure out how can I... How can I heal my heart? How can I help my own heart heal? I don't trust the God that promised me that he wouldn't break my heart because now it's here broken. I don't trust the God that said he would supply all of my needs because I needed that one right there and now now, now they're they're gone. I don't trust you no more, so I'm going to do it myself. At early dawn, they went to the grave and they prepared their own spices and they did what was normal to them. They needed normal because normal after Friday would never be normal again. And all they wanted to do was say goodbye to their Savior. All they wanted to do was to prepare the body like they normally do. Care for their loved one like they normally do. Have a funeral. (laughs) Oh, my Jesus. Like they normally do. But when they get to the tomb, even their request for normal is denied and unavailable (laughs) help us jesus and as we've been living together through these last two years or more i feel as though that's exactly what we've been asking god for that's exactly what we've been missing a sense of normalcy we've busied ourselves trying to do the normal things We've busied ourselves trying to find a way to fry some chicken and eat together. We've busied ourselves trying to replicate what a normal homegoing service would and should look like. Saints, we as a church have laid 26 people to rest since I've been here. We weren't able to gather like we're used to. Help us, Lord. Church didn't smell like chicken like we know it should. There wasn't a jolt of sugar through our veins after all of the events from that red punch. That is liquid diabetes. (laughs) Y'all better put some more water in there. We weren't able to see the faces that we knew would have been there to hug us and tell us that everything would be all right the normalcy of pain and loss, the normalcy of grieving has been stripped away. And it's been difficult for us to understand. But we still have to get up every day and tell our stories. We still have to get up every day and put one foot in front of the other. We still have to do what was required My God, every, even though that we were robbed of the closure of a public ceremony, these women went to the tomb to regain normalcy and the angels of the Lord announced a new normal. The angels of the Lord ushered in a new normal and he said, why do you seek the living among dead we have gotten so used to celebrating death that we have lost our expectation of celebrating resurrected life help us Jesus help us help us help us help us us. we have lost our ability to celebrate resurrected life we sing the song oh I want to see him look upon his face there to sing forever of his saving on the streets of glory, let me lift my voice. Cares are past, home at last, ever to rejoice. But we look with desperation and despair at a loss because we want what we want and we want God to bless it. We want what we want and we want God to bless it. God is trying to right us. In the spirit to understand that, yes, we have experienced loss here, but they have experienced joy unspeakable. Come on, church. Full of glory. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. To live is Christ. And to die. Help us, Jesus. To die is gain. Y'all trying to keep people here. We're trying to keep them from their reward. Help us, help
1: us. (laughs) Help us.
0: Trying to keep people from their reward. Trying to keep them from their reward. But the story doesn't end there. The women tried to stay busy. Women stayed busy. And when their normal routine was interrupted, they ran to tell the men what they had just heard. And the men responded a little bit differently. The men responded with the first stage of grief, denial. Write it down. Write it down. Write it down. Denial. That's what we're going to talk about over these next five weeks, the stages of grief. Google it if you want to. The stages of grief. The men den- responded with denial. When the women who stayed busy ran to tell the men what they had seen and heard, the Bible says, hallelujah, that they, they were met with a collective attitude from those that they were really talking to. They were met with an attitude. All of them had an attitude. Y'all crazy. All of them had an attitude. Luke 24 verse 11 says, but these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. Y'all crazy. Talking about some Jesus died. I saw him crucified. We can also call what the women did denial. Staying busy in the eyes of potential devastation is a coping mechanism. It keeps you from dealing with your emotions. But the men were simply uninterested in anything other than what they saw. Ain't that sound like a man? <laughs> the men were simply uninterested in anything that they in anything other than what they saw. So much so that they were willing to just look away in disbelief and call the women liars. Like the women. They had just lost their same hope, their reason, the leader that they loved and believed in. They had just seen one of the most gruesome and devastating scenes in their lives and their hope for a future that they could see was stripped away. And they lived through what they what they lived through was unimaginable, but they had to get up just like the women. They had to get dressed. Had to put one foot in front of the other and keep on living as if if they were not dying inside. (laughs) I'm going to say that again. They had to get up, had to get dressed, had to put one foot in front of the other, and they had to keep on living as if they were not dying inside. Psychologists say that there are five stages of grief, denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. You can write those down: denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Five stages: denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Denial is defined as the action or, de- or the action of declaring something untrue. Or even better, it is the failure to acknowledge an unacceptable truth or emotion, or to admit it in consciousness. Used as a defense mechanism. It's the inability to say that what is actually true is true. I don't want that to be true. So I'm just going to make believe it's not true. What I saw is what I want to be true. So I'm going to make sure that that's true. The women went to face the truth and were denied closure when the angels denied what they came to accept. The men were confronted by new information by the women who were willing after the fact to accept the truth that the angels revealed, but they were unwilling to accept what they didn't see, choosing rather to live in denial. So there's one response, there's keeping busy, there's another response, there's denial, and then there's Peter, the denier himself. Peter, the one who said he never denied Jesus. I'm almost through, but did so before he had the chance to breathe his final breath, he being Jesus. The man that looked into the Savior's eyes when the rooster made his morning noise and was reminded that he wasn't as strong as he actually thought that he was. (laughs) There's Peter, the one desperate for another chance. Because he knew he had failed God. And hearing the news that the women heard from the angels, listening to the fact that a second chance that he desperately wanted and needed may in fact be available to him, he gets up and he runs to the tomb to try to see if his Jesus would be there to accept his apology. Some of y'all are so upset about God taking your loved one from you because you didn't allow yourself the time to apologize. Hallelujah. To apologize when you needed to. Write a letter. Write a letter. The denier wanted one more chance. The denier wanted one more chance. And even Peter, when he gets to the tomb, is left with questions. He said, I thought this would be my moment of closure, but now I've got questions. Why do I have to relive the mistake that I made, thinking that I would be able to get the closure that I needed? Why do I have to keep dealing with the trauma of someone else's decision? Help us, Lord. (laughs) Why do I have to be denied again of an opportunity to apologize and to be forgiven? Why? 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 God, you tricked me again. Help us, Jesus. Help us. You tricked me. I thought that you would show yourself faithful, but you tricked me. Why? Why would you do this to me? The women they stayed busy. The men chose denial, and Peter ran to Jesus where he used to be, but no one. Went to the Father. Say it again. The women stayed busy. The men chose denial. Peter ran to where Jesus was, but none of them went to the Father. If y'all remember when Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, right before Passion Week, one of the most significant statements in that prayer was when he says in verse 11, keep. Through your name, those you have given me, that they may be one as we, as we are one. The disciples forgot that the goal of the struggles that they were facing was to help them realize that even when Jesus left, the Father would always be there. The disciples forgot That even though their loved one, their leader, their Lord was gone for just a brief moment, that the Father was always there with and for them. We deny the truth of God's word in our lives. Because what we see doesn't reconcile or line up with what we've heard. We heard Jesus cosign on Peter's words in John chapter six, verse sixty-eight. When everyone else is leaving and Peter says, But Simon Peter. Her answered him, "Lord, whom shall we go to? You have the words of eternal life. Peter knows that that's the only place he can go to is to Jesus. They heard Jesus say in John chapter fourteen, verse six, that He is the way, He is the truth, He is the life. But they were through. They thought those words would only apply if Jesus was still available to them in the flesh." They heard Jesus say that the disciples would do even greater things than he did because he had to go to the Father. He pointed to this moment long ago, but they were still in denial. They wanted Jesus to be who they wanted Jesus to be. And saints, that's where we get stuck. That's where we get stuck. We get stuck When we ask God to be what we want God to be, instead of remembering that God is who God is, he said, I am who I am. I will not be denied, and I will not take on somebody's name. I will not take on anyone else's identity. I will be who I will be to you, and I will be who I will be through you. So if there is an assignment from heaven, for me today. It is to remind every one of us who is dealing with a season of transition and loss to remember the Father. Yes, your heart is empty. He is the one that'll fill it full and overflowing. Remember the Father. He is the one that will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory. Yes, you have lost a loved one here, but Jesus paid it all. And as they are receiving their reward, you can rejoice in the fact that you one day will receive the same. You've been blessed. Know them, you've been blessed to experience life with them, and now you are blessed to carry on the legacy that they gave you to carry. Yes, you lost something, but you gained, you regained, you gained and you regained your relationship with the Father. Gained and you regained your relationship with the Father. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Denial is the topic of this week. You can deny it all you want to, but God still loves you. You can think other things all you want to, but God still loves you. You can think that your loss at this transition was supposed to break your heart, but God still loves you. You can try to replace that hole or fill that hole with other people, other places, other things, as much as you want to. But I admonish you to take it to the Father. I, am, I beg you, I beg you. The one that Jesus died for us to regain relationship with is the only one that can heal your broken heart, take it to him. Take it right now. Right now. Just take it to him. If you just play something for us, something slow, just take it to him. Take it to him. Say, Father, I know that I'm broken right now. I know that I've blamed you foolishly. I know that I've done things that I, I, have, I have caused my heart, the hole in my heart. I have allowed for it to remove me from relationship with you. But today... I come back to you. I thank you for the reward that you gave my loved one. And I thank you, Lord, that you will one day give me the same. If I have accepted you as my Savior. And so today, I allow for you to be the healer of my soul. I allow for you to be the healer of my heart. And I allow for you to fill this void inside of me. And I thank you. And I praise you. Can we all give God praise? Can we all give God praise?
1: Can we all give God praise? praise?
0: As we're transitioning into the next portion of service, I don't want to be remiss. The doors of the church are open. The doors of the church are open. Listen here. We're going to do some heavy lifting these next few weeks. Amen? We can't go on with broken hearts. Say amen, somebody. can't do the work of Christ, just stay broken. you got to let God heal you. You've got to let God heal you. You've got to stop. We've got to stop charging God foolishly. Those that need to prepare for baptism, please feel free to do so. But those of you that are still in this room, those of you that are still worshiping with, worshiping with us online, doors of the church are open. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal savior, saints, now is your time and today is your day. You may have lost a loved one, and they may be in heaven, but will you be? Hello? Hello? Don't get distracted. Don't get distracted. You may have lost a loved one, and they may be in heaven, but will you be? Will you be? Are you going to see him? Are you going to look upon his face? Is it going to be your reward, or are you just going to celebrate that they received theirs? Doors of the church are open. If you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, whether you're in this room or you are online, if you're in the room, just come to the deacons right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Come to the deacons right now. We got time for it. If you're online, just type it in the screen. It's me. We review these every week. It's me. It's me. It's me. And we will find you. and We will respond to your request to accept the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have walked away from God and you know you need to come back, you know you do. It's time for you to come back home. Come on. Walk down with us. The doors of the church are open. Come on. Come on. Come on. Even if even if grief was the reason why you decided to walk away because you didn't trust God anymore. It's okay. It's okay. God's given you a second chance. God's going to give you another opportunity and he's giving it to you right now. Come on. If you're on the screen, just say, it's me. It's me. It's me. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. And if you need a church home, Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home. Lord, help us. Church of the Redeemer Baptist is a great place to call home. Amen. Amen. Come.
1: We offer Christ to you, oh, my brother. We offer Christ to you. Oh, my sister, he will give you brand come,
0: come,
1: new come, life. Come now, come now, come now, come now. New life abundantly. Oh, come. Come on.
0: and give God praise, clap our hands and give God praise, time to give church, time to give church, turn it over to the hands of Minister Richardson as she comes.
1: Amen, we praise the Lord for remaining with us in worship and word, and we thank God for that word, and there are many reasons why we're gathered in, in these places today, but if you uh, before you leave today, you need to see someone, a leader, and to uh, have someone pray with you as the Lord is. I know we're trying to move through service, but there's a lot of movement in the sanctuary. And so we want to make sure that in all of it, we hear from the stillness of the Holy Spirit. And so if the noise of the worship is distracting to you and you just need to pray with someone, please find someone. And we can do that before you leave today. Amen. Amen. So we're now preparing to give to God. Okay. And Pastor wants you to know that this is an ongoing conversation in terms of uh, all that we're working on with grief. And so we do have resources that we can make available. And we'll continue to do that. So this is not... Just a word from heaven, and then we're going to send you out unprepared. So please, again, see someone after service if you need additional help. Uh, We're preparing to continue in worship in the worship of our giving. And so we thank God that the trustees are coming forward. The ushers will dictate as you come forward and go around and return back to your seats. Please, after you give, return back to your seats and so that we can continue with the benediction together before you go. Thank you.